0: so hi one of the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with
1: and i'm bryson and we're at topiary creatures
0: i we're asking some questions say about their upcoming album you can only mourn surprises so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far
1: uh it's been good um i think we're both kind of in the camp of we just do this for like our own artistic satisfaction so anytime anyone gets stoked about it it feels like a weird bonus yeah i agree so he likes the songs mm-hmm. that's all that matters to me <laughs> all right. that's okay. good uh,
2: i just want to say i am a top creature stan I- i'm proud of it and this album was amazing
1: um thank you so, good job yeah i sent it i sent it to them early yeah, so yeah. This,
0: this album was pretty good and it seems like there's some people online that are excited so that's pretty cool too
1: yeah. yeah it's been cool seeing some little buzz buzzes getting started around people that i have no idea how they found it you know started <laughs> thinking about it but yeah
0: because like, even uh, after Finterfest, you guys seem to have like the greatest response out of every single band oh that God. played across the two mm-hmm. days. So it's it's cool to see oh, that wow. people from that then carried over and are still following you like uh, well, yeah, almost no, a year honestly, later. So,
1: so much of that is from y'all's podcast and your festival. So that was like the biggest regret of this year was not being able to play um, the next Good Noise Fest. But uh, hit us up for the next one because the album's done. We have some free time now. We're going to do some shows. So, all
0: right. for sure we we already had a conversation and there is one that will happen um it just didn't happen this winter
1: cool yeah yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) so is there any any meaning behind the album name or cover art uh
1: yes uh this is maybe the one part i'll rant for a second Mm -hmm. um so the album's called you can only mourn surprises and it's kind of the short version is that it's about letting go of like hope's and expectations and dreams for your life that are keeping you from being happy where you are mm-hmm. and what i like about that topic and specifically the line you can only mourn surprises is that people hear it in like two different ways right so the way that i initially wrote it was like like a pouty like defense mechanism thing it was like well if i'm always expecting the worst i'll never be bummed when bad things happen to me grumble <laughs> grumble grumble mm-hmm. it was like very pessimistic um and that was years ago didn't think much of it I revisited the line years later and kind of saw it through like a healthier, more helpful lens that was like, if I'm thankful for what's in front of me, I'm not focusing on the future. I don't have expectations for the future. So I'm not going to be surprised from whatever comes. Um, it kind of like my relationship to that line and the idea of hope itself could totally changed. And like not having hope, like suddenly became a comforting thing that was like very helpful and and I'm not claiming to have invented the idea of like getting rid of hope for enlightenment. Like Buddhists have been like talking about that forever. But what I think this album does do really well is it opens and closes with the same line. the first time you hear, you can only mourn surprises. It is like that pessimistic, that angry, confused, very visceral thing. And at the end it's like more comforting um, and like anthemic Um, and everything in the middle, like tells a story of like getting to that place and learning how to like, be present with your life and, like, let go of old ideas about yourself and dreams that aren't helping you be happy. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, the long-winded version that wouldn't fit in an Instagram caption. Um, <laughs> and then what was the Oh, the album art was the second part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was done by my buddy, who was my old roommate from art school, Zach Raven. He just sent, I, like, gave him that spiel, and he, like, sent me a few sketches, and I, as soon as I saw that one, I was like, yep, yep, wow. that's it.
0: Very cool yeah Uh, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album um
1: writing process was a little different for this one so i like demoed the songs myself like how i usually do for most of the records but um i moved to nashville in january and brought the songs to this guy because we started um we started this little studio it's called brother daddy studios um it's (laughs) we've we've been recording some people's music um but anyway, this this album was kind of like the guinea pig, so to speak, <laughs> of like what we can do as producers and like how to use all this new gear that we bought. Um, so it was cool. Like I like did, you know, the drums and keys and lyrics and whatever, and like Nathaniel coming in and like adding his spin with like bass and and so many other like mixed things and auxiliary instruments and banjos and like other guitars that he has, like really brought it to life. And I think yeah like helped the writing a ton so i don't know if you want to speak to that at all how you usually, usually... i mean i think you nailed it yeah yeah all right perfect i'm talking yeah. too much i'm sorry <laughs> it's all good
2: <laughs> you're all good uh, so i want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it
1: Ooh, that's a good. Oh, frick <laughs> I, have a, I have a few so you start if you have one um Nathaniel did help with a lot of lyrics too. I know I said that I usually demo them myself, but we like workshop everything together now, which is very
2: cool. That's awesome.
3: Maybe off of the song uh, yet to be released, "Water Bottle Sake," mm-hmm. um, the line that says "Your name getting carved on a monument doesn't make you part of it."
2: I mm-hmm. think
3: uh, mm-hmm. that's just a kind of a cool, cool lyric. Yeah, All right.
1: I think. I think my favorite might be from there's a song called Halloween um on the new record that's like about identity and there's a line that says if I laid out my costumes from the last five Halloweens, then you'd never have to ask any questions about me um and I think that's a cool line because it has a lot I keep finding finding myself like coming back to the implications of that thought a lot so. <laughs> I think that's my answer I'll hold off on honorable mentions so I don't like. <laughs> right, You're
0: all good. Been here for a while <laughs>
1: um, yeah
0: so what song on the album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite
1: hmm. i think water bottle stocking might have been the longest right
3: yeah i think so there's a there's a lot of just different dynamics in that song he did
1: so many versions of it too
3: that's true as well
1: i feel like there was like an eight minute version and then there was like a two minute version. And then I don't of know, course. it landed somewhere in between, right? It's like five, four or five now. Yeah. Also Halloween, I almost cut so many times. So I feel mm-hmm. like we spent a lot of time with that, but.
3: Yeah, it seems like for the longest time there's like just something missing. but.
1: I think we were overthinking like the structure.
3: Yeah. And then we just like turned it back to like, like what it originally
1: was and it felt so much better.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> then... It's funny how that goes sometimes. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite? My favorite, uh I mean maybe water bottle sake. Um but I I definitely like fog a lot. Mm-hmm. Fog is that's the last track on side A. I think it's track
1: six. Like listen for the bass parts on that, because that's like mm-hmm. the thing that is going ham. I, I think my favorite's black rose colored glasses. Ooh, that's a good one. It's like the second track, and it's like I think it is the most aggressive display of the typical taupe Creech, like crazy drums and synths that are just, like, all over the place. Um, also, the lyrics are pretty personal because um, it's about some friends and depression and, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think Black Rose <laughs> Color Glass is my favorite. Mm-hmm.
0: I would just like to say I love the song titles. Mm-hmm. Very creative. <laughs> I love them very much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Did you guys yeah. have a favorite listening through? I was, like, Yes! During- I only Sorry. listened
0: to it once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a favorite
1: yet.
2: <laughs> Sorry. My favorite, I can't, I think it's Sun Sunburned um okay. volume volume five that one was my favorite i think yeah. it's sunburned is that right
1: yeah sunburned. that's my that's like i think that's my second favorite okay
2: yeah, it just oh, it was so good It was so good um so oh, anyways yeah. sorry um so how did the track list for this album come about did you guys write the opener to be the opener close to be the closer She kind of shuffled around listened through a couple of times
1: what was that process like i think we tried it a few different ways didn't we yeah we did it first I think the openers and closers were definitely written to be that, though. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, we had all the songs, and I think we, like, changed the order a bunch of times. But, like, we always knew what the opener and closer tracks would be. Because, like, with such a story-based album, we
3: needed, like, clear introduction and clear, like, tying of the bow. Yeah, but it it was an interesting combination between that and then also just transitions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, from from a musical standpoint. if you, I don't know if he called it out before he uh, shared the tunes with you, but they just kind of flow one song to the next one. And as far as just uh, how to, you know, if there's a major key change, just having that instrumentally work and flow from a just a side A collective versus the the side B collective. It uh, that that was also an important factor.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That was like one of one of my favorite parts about the record. Is mm-hmm. we spent so much time like. Sitting at the Rhodes keyboard right there, like <laughs> just being like, all right, this song ends in that key. Like, how do we, how the heck do we get it to like start on a tritone for the next song? <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. the band has like a whiz at theory and I'm like a whiz in theory in training. So like, yeah, <laughs>
3: so mm-hmm. we, we, so, yeah together I'd say we pulled it off pretty well. Yeah, but we spent a lot of time mm-hmm.
1: being like, if I fuck with the knob of this pedal, like will this weird sound like transition into the next one a lot? So. Yeah. Yeah. Once once we had the order, like making it like flow together was like a big task, and one of the most fun things about it too, I think.
0: All right. Sure. Um. So, where was your headspace at while you guys were writing this album?
2: Hmm.
1: Um. I think while like writing it initially, my headspace was very like I was cooped up in my tiny San Francisco apartment, like dreaming of leaving. Um. And eventually leaving, and even though I was like very at the end of my rope. I think, with, like, my life there and just how I was feeling. I was so, I was, like, so at the end of my rope that I, like, knew I was going to restart and do something new. So there's was, like, an, a sense of opportunity with it, too, even though I was, like, felt kind of, like, hopeless. It kind of, like, was, like, comforting in a weird way. And then I think there's also, like, a sense of opportunity when we were, like, recording it, too. Because, like I said, this record is kind of, like, the guinea pig for, like, our studio. So it's like, we were figuring out what we could do and like how we can make things and it was just like it, it felt like something new mm-hmm. you know all right just cool yeah very cool yeah
2: uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should they play it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on should they blast it at a party what do you guys personally recommend
1: listen with your dad yeah. <laughs> Father, <laughs> of I, part.
3: I mean to me i feel like headphones usually you know, captures the, the hi-fi sound of most mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of, it's, it's, I don't know, some song like Black Rose colored glasses, for instance, there's a, a lot of complexity that you might miss, um, you know, if you're driving down the road versus uh, just normal headphones or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, that's
1: actually my serious answer too, is like go on a walk and put your favorite headphones on and just like try to absorb it. Cause like, and I, I know people talk about this, like, my brother, who's a musician, we talk about this a lot, like a good song should be able to do both, right? You should, yep. It should be good, like in the car with friends or at a pregame or in the background or at the gym. But like, I never think of that stuff. I just like <laughs> think of like, what's going to be cool if I'm just sitting here listening to music? And that's like all my favorite records, like the new World Is record that came out. I was like, that's like, I'm so obsessed with it. And like, as soon as it came out, I was like, nobody talked to me for like an hour and a half. I'm just going on a walk with headphones. And like, yeah, I feel like I would have never gotten that experience had i just like play it in the car like in pieces so mm-hmm.
0: yeah all right yeah um so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less both of you have to do it
1: oh, oh do it I'm, I'm going back and forth do i do something stupid or do i give a serious answer <laughs> <laughs> like max like maximalist nerd punk Maybe. Okay. Or I feel like I should mention like Furbies. <laughs> I kind have of a thing for Furbies in the studio. There's a few of them laying around here. Oh. Um, so do you enjoy having things watch you while you work? I do. It's Got like this no. I think I think, thing. You uh-huh. met, I think you met the long one last time, and you were really scared by it.
2: I don't. Yeah. I don't like them.
3: There's there's even more.
1: I'll I'll go uh-huh. grab the other one while you think. Of-
3: I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, three three words. Mm-hmm. Can I repeat any of the words he used?
2: You can.
3: Original words. I fucking hate that thing. I don't Get like rid that. Of it.
2: I don't like that.
1: <laughs> it's going to make an appearance every time we talk. That thing has its Uh-oh. own chair in his living room. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Oh. Like a, it's like a throne. It shares it with a Korok, like one of the Koroks from Zelda. Mm
2: hmm.
3: They share the chair, but yeah, he's right. Don't like that. I definitely think uh, maximalist was a, a good word for this. Mm-hmm. From a uh, like I mentioned, the some of the complexity in the tones. Um... Mm. <laughs> yeah, Off I the think, top, don't think I... too hard. Knee mm-hmm. jerk reaction. Yeah. Uh, Fox yeah, juice box. Yeah, juice juice box. That's a good one. Okay. There's a song in the title. Uh, and then I mean, really just fun. Like we, we had fun doing it, making <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, part of part of the reason I put the word nerd in mine is like, it's nerdy in the sense that we like use like old video game samples, but it's also nerdy because like we're like theory nerds and had way too much fun adding weird chords and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
3: Fair
0: and
3: enough. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't as succinct of an answer on my part, but.
0: No, you are right. all good.
3: All good. Yeah, from the theory perspective to just the, the recording of it. So you, you know, uh, a lot of it was just recorded like in the basement. Mm-hmm. Locally. oh
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Locally.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Perfect. Uh, are you are you no. about to speak, Shane? No. oh Okay. I'm just stretching, <laughs> man. <laughs> all right. uh So, no. is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Mm.
3: That's a good question. Thank you. I mean, some of that probably is at like a song for song basis, I would imagine. hmm
1: Yeah, because I think the record does span a bunch of emotions, right? So like I think ideally you'd have someone track with all of them. Um, since it is kind of a story thing. But when I think about like what people I want people to feel from the record, um, there's kind of like two things that I notice that like the feelings that I get from music that make a song or an album my favorite is like. First is like feeling inspired. Like when I listen to the Brave Little Abacus, every time I have a moment of like, shit, like I'm so mad I didn't write that. That's cool. I'm going to go sit down and play things that are similar to that. So if it can inspire someone to do something that is exciting to them, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then also um, like whatever is like the opposite of uh, like being alone. So I guess like feeling be, feeling seen is important. Like, um, And I think a lot of that comes from the lyrics. Like especially on this album, I, I worked really hard to like, write lyrics that were more zoomed in to specific references and you know that people would relate with and some sometimes that means they're going to be more esoteric like not everyone's going to relate with the line but um like for an example like in the third track exit 100 and whatever there's a line that says um i've been looking for love and details on the ground outside any georgia rest stop and it's like Do I think everyone is going to be like, Oh yeah, that's me. Like no one, like no (laughs) one's going to like blast that at a club and be like, yeah, we all, we all know what this means. But I know there are people like me out there who are addicted to going on road trips and dreaming of other lives that they could live in cities when they go. And I know that people like know exactly what I'm talking. Like few people know exactly what I'm talking about. Or Mm -hmm. like there's another line in fog that says that's like reminiscing on like a past relationship and where they are now. And there's a line that says I wonder what the outlets in your room look like I think like missing those things about being with someone is like a lot of people like feel that but maybe like wouldn't think to say that or didn't realize that they were feeling that so all that to say I think this record is like a lot of those little stories and a lot of those little anecdotes that form the bigger thing and I think if I, I would love for everyone to have like one of those things that like resonates with them and like they think about later and like maybe com- just comforts them to know that like they're not the only one that like thought or felt that or didn't realize that they thought or felt that um because those are like my favorite lyrics when that kind of stuff like bites me in the face so all right yeah. that's kind of, yeah
0: all right um so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most
1: on this album if any hmm. i think nathaniel's additions might be more interesting to this because it's it's like no news to anyone that i'm like World Is, hotel. your Brave Little Abacus, like Anna and knocked Loose or like, like that. I mean, I feel like I've talked, I like to talk about that on the internet all the time too. But Nathaniel's flair with like, I think your style like is what made this record sound more special. So I don't know if you want to.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can speak to like Fog. It, it's kind of, it's very different than some of the things I pulled from. Um, but like for the, the baseline and how it kind of rolls, it kind of reminded me of a, a song by Wolfpack, um, Dean Town, or uh, Joe Darts, kind of just holding that that note until it breaks into the more funky parts. So yeah. It kind of has that kind of just like rolling bass line in the background for fog um, during during most of it. Um, so kind of adding some a little bit of a, a different sounds than um, what you might have heard on like the last record. Mm. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting.
1: And we overlap a lot too like mm-hmm. we both are obsessed with like manchester orchestra like mainly older manchester orchestra i don't know if you guys have opinions on the new record or not but it didn't um, like it very it, much
2: yeah, yeah it didn't it didn't hit
0: it was yeah, bad too because we were like
3: it, right? right maybe in, in, in the back
0: of my head i was like gonna send an interview request and then we listened right. to the record both trashed on it yeah on yeah. the podcast and
1: i was like we can't do that anymore Mm-hmm. Yeah. you get on there andy holes like so y'all are the ones who've been
3: dragging my name my-
2: <laughs> i watched that you know
3: <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was disappointing I, I was a big fan of black malice surface for sure yeah that yeah. record rips that was awesome but that one kind of like pulled from some of their like earlier sounds from mm-hmm. you know like a virgins in a child and stuff yeah yeah so it's kind of cool to see some of that resurface but mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Nathaniel, I think, definitely brings out the side of me that's, like, more straightforward, gritty indie rock stuff, too. Like, their Mm -hmm. old, like, old Manchester Orchestra. Like, remember you even showed me, like, Discover America and, like, 238 and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like that's, like, a big overlap for us. And he's getting me more into, like, music that uses other instruments, and I'm getting him more into punk music, so it kind of works out. (laughs) All
3: right. Love it. More and more. Yeah.
2: Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record?
3: Oh,
1: that's a sweet question. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking of when you left. I was laughing, um, thinking of, so I moved to this house in Nashville like at the very beginning of January. The, the record is already demoed. So like as soon as I got in here, the next day I had drums set up in the basement, tested and I was playing every day just for like a week straight just like oh, wow. tracking stuff because i was so excited to get it done and i hadn't met any of my neighbors yet <laughs> my oh no right was a sweet like she's so nice like we're chill now she gives me gardening advice and whatnot but oh. she like came over and she's like hey i just i know we haven't met i just want to know if this is going to be an everyday <laughs> thing." <And> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like no oh shit yeah. i'm a terrible neighbor
0: Um, sorry i'm tracking an album man you don't quite understand
1: yeah i'll give i'll give you a copy of the vinyl when it's done um (laughs) uh, did you have one i mean lots of just dumb good inside jokes in here like
3: from recording it i i mean honestly um yeah well that but just kind of like setting up the studio down in the basement just like routing all the wires and just like troubleshooting different things like why the heck is this mic not working it's plugged in and then Oh, the other one was plugged in. The, al- was... the elation of figuring one, one, it out. Yeah, one of the other ten cables that is plugged in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, also, one of my—I think maybe my favorite memory is in the intro track, a complicated relationship with hope. There's this like key solo part, <laughs> and oh, Nathaniel yeah. was like going through like figuring out bass parts, like oh, listening sorry. to what I was playing, like building on it, and and then he's like he's like I can do that he's like I can do that solo too and it's like the craziest (laughs) piano solo I've ever done and he just Mm -hmm. like it takes him like five seconds and he figures out the bass and it was kind of a joke at first and then we're like no like keep it in there it sounds wild as hell
3: yeah it made it on there (laughs) yeah so lots of little
1: things that like started as jokes musically and then we're like Mm -hmm. like no actually (laughs) yeah Yeah. perfect
0: um so picture this you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what Mm -hmm. is your snack of choice
1: what is my snack of choice yes mm-hmm. um it's got to be jalapeno chips okay. but there's like there's a specific like tier list like zaps are the best mm-hmm. If they don't have those miss Vicky's are good if they don't have those the lays kettle ones is that yeah the lays kettle ones if they don't have that It's like whatever generic brand. And then if if they still don't have that, then like the Kettle
3: brand, jalapeno chips. Mm -hmm. Bottom tier. But jalapeno chips are the go-to. All right. For me, uh, if I'm feeling sweet, maybe like a Snickers.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. It's of
3: my my favorite, the candies. And then uh, for like a chip type deal, I agree Zaps is Mm -hmm. kind of top-notch. Yeah, we go get those a lot. But I I think my favorite of theirs is the the Voodoo one because it's kind of like a salt and vinegar meets barbecue
1: do they oh. do they have zaps for y'all? Because you're in like no. you like Washington yeah. and
3: Virginia, right?
1: Close enough. New Jersey, yeah, yeah New Jersey. And Why New I think Virginia? Sorry, I have friends in New Jersey. I should know this. But do they have zaps up there? I know it's like a New Orleans thing.
3: No. No. Never heard of them before. Yeah. If you come across some voodoo.
0: Yeah, I've, I'm I'm intrigued by the voodoo flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's awesome.
3: Yeah, it's like I love both of those, and then just like together, it's just like this atomic bomb of flavor it's awesome mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah
2: gotta try that now yeah. all right uh, so on the topic of on the topic of food if the band was a dish what dish would the band be
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh would it be just something that culinarily sucks like, <laughs> because like i think half the thing that's cool about taupe creatures it's so eclectic like you'll get like a melodica and then like a baritone guitar and an acoustic and then screams and then chill stuff and then like would it just be like like a first grader trying to make something way too ambitious <laughs> it's, wow.
3: yeah. it's just like a bunch of things oh, that like just like sort of don't go together but yeah.
1: do. it's like in Zelda. do you play zelda it, do you know breath of the wild it's like when you mix, know it. when you mix things that don't oh, and yeah. it just creates dubious food and it like isn't good for you it's like that yeah <laughs> okay <All right>. sure <laughs> so that's about i mean if i had to answer sorry if i had to answer seriously like i don't know um i'm partial to say like a seafood ramen that's like
3: pretty spicy i think that's a, a good answer that's also like my favorite food maybe so i'm biased but yeah but i mean especially like with seafood ramen there's just like a lot of different things in there mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm you kind of mentioned earlier the different instruments and the mm-hmm. kind of the, the theme of complexity in some of these songs. I think that's a, a good mm-hmm. a good dish. Nice. With some spice. Yeah. All right.
0: Ooh, perfect. Uh so for the last couple of questions, we're gonna shift away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? Ooh.
1: Hmm haven't thought about this question in a while uh my ego says like a like a like a
3: shark of some sort
1: like a black tip shark or something I think they just look so cool I would mm. just like swim around knowing I look the coolest or <laughs> um elephants no I was gonna say elephants are smart but they have kind of shitty lives I mm. a documentary on them recently not good um oh. Or they, it's just, like, hard for them.
3: Like, yeah. for the global warming and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go shark. It's got to be a shark. I'd shark. probably say just, like, a dog. Just because, like, <laughs> they have it fucking made.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, my dog just is, like, the king of the house, basically. mm mm-hmm. right, but... do nothing. I know, and it's amazing. And I'm yeah. jealous. very jealous of the dog.
2: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist that are alive, who would it be?
1: What? oh my gosh you know what's funny is like a similar question to this is people always say like if you could pick like any five people like to have dinner with like who do, that's what, i always thought that that question is stressful as hell because like oh my god i wouldn't know what to do i would have to like force so many important questions in there so i i like this framing of the question better thank you you get one person um feel like i'm tempted to say like like frederick nietzsche because i'm a nerd but um maybe just like a a random person i think like so i'm kind of a history nerd i think like getting a random person from like the roman empire like not like Ooh. not like an em- not like someone who was like controlling the narrative of the history books like but if you just like sit down with like a peasant and get an actual view into like how life was back then i think that'd be pretty interesting that's kind of a nerdy
3: really
2: part. cool but, no that's good i never would have thought of that
3: that's yeah good. i'd probably say nikola tesla um mm. just because he kind of or like discovered slash invented most of what we use on a day-to-day basis without yeah. like really even i don't know getting any credit for it basically hmm. all right it's um, also interesting yeah his his whole backstory is really interesting um i feel like you would be an interesting person to talk to for
2: sure yeah answers,
1: that'd be guys. a good lunch yeah good answers <laughs> good lunch
0: indeed <laughs> um so for this last question boom you're on a desert island you can bring one movie one album and one person who and what are you bringing
3: you say one movie one album
0: and one person
3: one person i'm bringing bryson that's cute that's <laughs> he didn't say it's wife <laughs> yeah
1: Oh come on! Daniel's married. Sorry, Brittany, if you're listening to this, he was joking. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Of course. Um, I'm gonna say. Wait, so you said a movie, a person, and what? And an album. An album. An album. It's got to be Nickelback's self-titled.
2: (laughs) Oh. Got to be.
1: um, (laughs) It's got to be Adam Sandler. Oh. Click starring Adam Sandler.
2: Wow, you're on a roll! <laughs> God.
0: Listen, I respect the Adam Sandler. Um,
1: no, you shouldn't. I love Adam Sandler. Man. I love Adam. You Chandler. shouldn't. It would be real answer. Pompeii's mean um, nothing happens for a reason. That's my album. Um, mm-hmm. I bring Adam uh, Sandler and my little brother, I hate and him then him. um. Uh, Satoshi Kon's *Paprika* it's my favorite movie. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, what the outro track is named after. Cool
3: mm-hmm. fact. I would bring uh, Bryson if my wife's not available.
2: <laughs> she just says no.
3: Yeah, she's... She's like, I don't want That's too much. <laughs> <I'm coming>. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, she, might, she might, honestly. who knows. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, as far as an album, um, I might say the album called *Phoenix* by Pedro the Lion. Oh, listen to, that, listen to that thing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what was the third item?
0: Uh, movie,
3: movie, movie, movie. Um, it's got to be Adam Sandler's click. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like you said it jokingly, but like.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We, Take have you to, back. we have to address oh. the
0: elephant in the room here. Glory's is the only was, one in the call
1: currently that
0: isn't an Adam Sandler fan, and that's I fucked hate up. Hate Adam Sandler. I
1: oh, hate him I actually so not. Much. I I hate to like take away this alliance that we just formed, Shane. But I'm like, my <laughs> I'm <not laughs> that's Adam also Sandler fucked fan. up. Am I the only Adam Sandler fan here?
3: Yes. I'm so medium I, on him. I like Adam Sandler sparingly. Thank you. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, you have to you have to take him in bits and pieces. Like
3: Happy Gilmore is good.
0: Happy Gilmore is my true. favorite that's movie, actually. Idea. Yeah. It is be. it i fucking love that movie that is the only movie <sighs> like idea. i'm not a movie yeah. guy but that's the only one i'll actually watch
2: i know, like Diary of Wimpy kid was your favorite because oh, that's like that's a really good fictional book. world
0: mm-hmm. like i, I read but the books a- i used to read oh. back in yeah. back in the olden days i used Whoa. to read that was my, that yeah, was so my in memory.
3: this scenario are we stuck on an island you said yes.
2: yeah it's a desert island
3: okay so i might i might bring like a childhood favorite movie just to reminisce mm. better times oh. i'm stuck on a fucking island oh okay. um, and so it'd be Disney's a goofy movie. Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, all right, that's very good.
2: silly choice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that wasn't good.
2: Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing?
3: Because it was that, that bad.
1: Um, yeah, it wasn't good.
0: So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, listen to Good Noise podcast. Uh, listen to our record when it comes hey. out. Um, we're trying to get vinyl. People are asking. It's expensive. It is. Yeah. Um. And it's backed up but yeah mm-hmm. it's just like i don't think so check in on your friends if they're sad um talk to them and keep showing your friends good music and i don't know i'm ranting now
3: yeah okay. uh, <laughs> take <laughs> care everybody
1: oh yeah
0: all right well thank you for now this guy's been topiary creatures and we have been the good noise podcast